are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intent audience are newcomers of pharmacy informatics. So it's been a while since I've done an episode where I just kind of go over like a topic that's kind of involved in informatics or, you know, not just pharmacy informatics, but kind of like a bigger, broader picture of informatics. So let's just do that today. And today I'm going to be talking about patient identifiers. So for electronic health records, of course, the patient identifier is a way that you can identify uh, different patients from each other. So having patient identifiers is really important in safety and getting the right patient to be treated correctly, right? So basically not mixing up patients here and there. So you kind of think of uh, patient identifiers as two types. So one is the actual number or letters or something like that. It's a collection of characters that would together be like an identifier that will uh, signify to that patient. And then the other type is when you're looking at different demographics and uh, attributes and stuff about that patient. And the collection of those attributes would be the way that you would identify the patient. And the attributes is kind of important because like what if you go from one hospital system that has a patient identifier to another hospital system that has a patient identifier and they are the same number, but the patient themselves have attributes that are different because it's actually a different patient. So that kind of happens when patient identifiers are not national, whereas, you know, countries that have national patient identifiers, everyone just gets that number. So it's just one and done. So the attributes aren't as big of a deal as uh, it would be if it was two different hospitals or organizations using the same identifier. So that's where you kind of get into that unique patient identifier, which is a, a kind of like identifying number or sequence of letters or, you know, things like that, that would identify the patient, but also be able to be used for a very massive, large population over an extended period of time. So thinking about that, you have different types of categories or numbering systems that can be used for unique patient identifiers. And this can be considered as serial, derived, and composite. So serial numbering systems is that, you know, these individuals are assigned that number from a central location. The numbers are automatically generated and they don't have any like non-unique characteristics of the individual. So in England, they have the National Health Service number. That's a type of serial numbering system. Derived numbering actually comes from creating the number based on something about that patient, like their personal trait or attribute. So it could be like date of birth or it could be like where they're located at, but you use that uh, those attributes to, to form that number. And when you're thinking about composite numbering systems, that's a combination of the serial and derived where part of that identifier will be something that's assigned. And then the other part of it is it's derived from their date of birth or their age or whatever it is. So there are several attributes that would constitute an ideal unique personal identifier. So there's a, there's about six of them that uh, are usually commonly talked about. So the first thing is that it's unique. And, you know, by definition, it can never be associated with more than one individual because it's unique. Because once it's assigned, then the possibility of another person getting that same number must be eliminated so that there's no, like, misidentification issues. It also needs to be ubiquitous. So what that means is that it should be accepted across the healthcare spectrum. And I'm talking about, like, the absolute ideal scenario where there's, like, a national one, right? So if you have a ubiquitous identifier that's accepted across the whole healthcare spectrum, then it's pretty much helps with interoperability and also allows for transitions of care between different institutions and organizations. It also has to be unchanging because you don't want some kind of identifier changing over time because that kind of defeats the purpose of it being assigned to that person. It also has to be something called uncontroversial. So what that means is that the potential use, uh, malice use of it 
uh, must be limited. To give an example, like if you had a personal identifier in which the number was like your date of birth plus your uh, three digits of your social plus, um, you know, the, the location you were born in, that information is now controversial because it can be used, like people can understand that and use that for identity theft. So in order to have an ideal personal identifier, it must be uncontroversial. Another thing is that it, it has to be uncomplicated. You can't have everything that's just like really, really difficult to understand or like use. And it can't be something that is very, very difficult for a person to retrieve when they need to tell someone like, because if you're thinking about it, this is for the general population. You don't want to make it very complicated for them. You also don't want to make it very complicated for the health organizations that are going to be treating them. And then the last thing is that it has to be inexpensive. So the implementation and maintenance of these unique personal identifiers, the amount of maintenance, it should not exceed what is actually realistic and sustainable. Uh, an example of that is it's been estimated in the U.S. that, you know, they had national health identifier. It's going to cost between $4.9 to $12.2 billion to deploy and $1.5 billion per year to maintain, which is probably why you don't see the U.S. having a national patient identifier system in place. So hopefully that helped you better understand about the, the concept of patient identifiers in pharmacy, technology, or healthcare informatics in general, and all the things that really need to be considered when creating a national patient identifier. And also, you know, that's why we have some barriers in the U.S. about uh, actually getting that system in place. Alright, if you like our show, please share with your friends, or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn, and you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Select group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-A-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there, and I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy. CIT and me. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal. Oh,